Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with the vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Manifest, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by a former colleague and friend, Amy Siciliano. Amy is a proud Latina with Costa Rican ancestry, a new mom, wife, alumni of Wheaton College, and alumni manager at Make-A-Wish Foundation, Illinois. During today's episode, we'll spend some time catching up on what Amy has been up to since the last time she and I connected in Chicago many years ago, and how she's celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Amy, welcome to Let's Manifest. Thanks, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy our schedules got to align for us to have this time together because, girl, we've been trying. We've been yes, trying. we have. <laughs> we have been trying. But I did want to be able to do this in this form because, as I was saying to you, I'm definitely inspired by you. But not only that, I want others to get that same inspiration from you and motivation. And I want them to hear all about what you've been up to. But before we get too, too into that, let's play a quick game called This or That. Sounds great. All right. Well, let me give you the rules. So the rules for this game are very simple. You're going to say whatever comes to mind. There are no right or wrong answers. And if you're game, we'll get started. Let's do it. All right. The first one. Hide and seek or tag? Tag. <laughs> Weekend getaway or seven-day adventure? Weekend getaway. Summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> You're like in Chicago, summer for sure, right? <laughs> for sure, summer. What about Enrique Iglesias or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. Sunglasses or visor? Sunglasses. Hybrid or electric car? Hybrid? <laughs> Just like, I think. Exactly. It's like, what's better for the environment currently? <laughs> what about thriller or romance? Romance. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Yeah. Tie. Yeah. yeah, that's a hard one. That one is a hard one. And finally, Chinese or Latin American cuisine? Thai. <laughs> I really love Chinese food, but I really love my culture's food. <laughs> of course. I'm like, everyone loves a good like shrimp and broccoli or yeah. you know, some Kung Pao, but there's yeah. something to be said about <laughs> rice and beans and plantains and yeah. I didn't follow the rules. Some of those were tough. <laughs> <laughs> Some are tough, but at least, again, listeners got a chance to learn a little bit more yeah. about you and oh, what you like. Um, but let's take things a little deeper. We sure. haven't spoken, like I said, in quite a long time, but what's yeah. going on in Amy's world? Yeah, you know, right now I'm balancing working from home, um, being a mom, and just navigating this really uncertain time um, in everyone's lives. I think trying to adapt, learn, um, educate myself. Um, and I think it's, it's allowed me a lot of reflection, um, Mm -hmm. and really just trying to 
do the best that I can um, and surround myself by people that motivate me, people that lift me up and, and try and mirror that um, with my community, be that in my, in my job, in my friendships um, or with, with my family. Well, that's awesome because we all need to do that during these crazy uncertain times. And, you know, right now we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. So I wanted to know, what are you doing to celebrate your heritage? And what's one song that others may not know that would speak truly to how you feel about your heritage? Yeah, I think... Um this time has allowed me uh, the opportunity to be with my family, my uh, in-laws, um, and an extended family. My husband's Mexican, so mm-hmm. I have uh, the privilege of being surrounded by a lot of people, younger people, older people, babies even. So just really been able to surround myself with family and really relish in that time that I wouldn't necessarily have if I was working downtown in the city of Chicago. So spending time with family, enjoying food together, um, and of course, music um, is something that's so important um, (laughs) in our culture. So that's a great segue to your question. Um, Those that know me know that Mark Anthony is one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, When, you know, he's singing in English or he's singing in Spanish, uh, he's my top um, favorite artist. And there is a song that he sings um, that's called Vivir Mi Vida, which is to live my life. Um, and the song just always boosts my spirits um, and energy level. It's upbeat and it's an up- uplifting reminder to just keep going. So vivir mi vida means live my life. Um, and it's really just, you know, there's ups and downs, there's tough times, there's happy times, but you need to live in the moment. Um, and the lyrics translate, I'm going to laugh, I'm going to dance, I'm going to live my life. Sometimes rain comes to clean our wounds. Um you know, just really allowing yourself to understand that there's a destiny for you and to really embrace hardships mm-hmm. with life celebrations. Um, and of course, it's it's salsa, so it's upbeat. Um, and, you know, the chorus always gets me going and it's, it's a favorite at family functions, birthdays, you know, definitely on my playlist for New Year's. Folks know that that's definitely going to get me on the dance floor. <laughs> um, it is just one of those songs that no matter what is going on in my life, I can throw it on and it's just going to help, help me reflect, but also help me, you know, start tapping my feet, moving those hips um, <laughs> and kind of escaping a little bit. So that's that's the song that always motivates me. I love it. I was here thinking living La Vida Loca because that's what I feel like we're living currently. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. An old but a goodie. An oldie but a goodie, but I'm like, I'm going to have to go check that song out. I like what it says, what what you shared that it's standing for. And I'm like, I think I need to give it a listen so I can start shaking my hips too. Yeah. And just like <laughs> getting motivated for sure. And I'm, I'm guessing too, you know, like part of the the realities of what's happening right now is that we're all given time to reflect. We're all given more as they would say, like time back that we probably wouldn't have had before. And I feel that now is the opportunity for us to be a little bit more intentional and thoughtful. So I do like that you are spending time celebrating this month with your family and you're doing what is authentic to you. So dancing, eating, just living life and bringing joy to all of this. And I think that also translates into what you do for a living, but we're going to talk about that in a little (laughs) bit. Um, But I do feel like, you know, right now with everything that's happening, we do need to find moments of happiness, you know, and moments that really do remind us that this too shall pass. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm here for that that part of this too shall pass. I'm like, I'm like, let's get to that passing part. But you know, even as we are in this moment, I'm learning to truly just be grateful. But enough about me. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm like, gratitude is a huge must for sure. But again, this is about you, you know? So we're going to talk about how your career path has led you to this moment. And I kind of hinted at it just now, and I gave a little bit of it in your bio, but yeah, let's talk about how you got to where you are. And yeah, let's talk, yeah, how you got, how you got into nonprofit. Let's start there. Okay. So I think it's, it's, some of it is just pure luck connections, blessing, or, or just my destiny. It wasn't something I had planned out for. Um, I'm a people person. Um, and I've always loved helping people and that was always important to me or it made me feel good. Um, and maybe it's just kind of in my DNA, but, um, when I graduated from school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. I was a philosophy major and, and really, um, you know, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I loved being around people and, and I became an event planner and I really enjoyed that. Um, and I did it for a while successfully. And then I was looking for, for something different, um, something bigger than me and, and, and a way to make a difference. And, and while I was doing that, I was kind of, you know, searching online and I found Make-A-Wish and they were looking for a bilingual position, which was important to me. And I knew a little bit about the organization, uh, but didn't have any idea of the impact the organization had on the lives of its constituents or that it would have on me. Um, it just, you know, was important for me to learn um, about the organization and that it helped people in crisis. Um, and I assumed um, or wanted to educate myself a little bit more about the Hispanic community and how they were being served. And I wanted to contribute to that. Um, the more I learned about what Make-A-Wish did, and I got to meet families and volunteers and just the talented individuals that had been just starting to work there, had been working there for a long time that shared my passion, hooked me from the get. <laughs> well, definitely. I remember meeting you while working at the Mikovich Foundation and you totally hooked me as well. And just thinking back on, you know, the whole interview process, I remember you coming in. I remember when you were hired and just know if anyone listening knows Amy, you know, Amy has a beautiful big smile and she <laughs> is a ball of just positive energy. And I just remember that like you came in and that was just who you are, who you came in during the interview is who you were every day after. And that made a huge difference. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. So you're welcome. But I know that, you know, again, there's, there's tons of myths about the nonprofit sector and, you know, what are some that you've heard over the years? Yeah. You know, people are like, do you get paid? Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> I do. I do. And I volunteer at the same time. So, I mean, I, I do get paid. Um, and enterprise-wide, there's just really an opportunity for, for cross-training and moving into different positions within the organization and other chapters. Um, and you you do get paid um, like any other job. And, and it, you know, the organization does a good job of comparing um, the job skills or the job duties um, with other nonprofits um, in the sector, in our side. Um, to ensure that it's competitive, um, right. so that they are continuing to um, evaluate us on, on a you know mid-year basis, on a yearly basis. There are you know um, objectives and metrics that we are measured by, um, so that there is um, opportunity for upward movement and merit increase. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the other is ex- that nonprofits are not metrics driven. Um, and we are. There's a strategic plan for our board, for indi- individual departments, employees. Um, the intention is to grow our revenue, tell diverse stories, recruit volunteers, cultivate donors from all aspects of life, and ultimately, um, you know, achieve the goal of our mission, which is to reach every eligible child to grant a wish, uh, to bring hope, strength, for joy, resilience, and healing um, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The other is, it's all about the money. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it's like, how do you make the organization work if you don't have money? And it's true. You know, it's, it's important to have the money to um, fund the mission to pay its employees to keep the office running, you know, the copy machine, the phones, the electricity, right. all of that. But um, bringing, while the bringing the funds to the organization is important, uh, the most important thing is sharing the mission with our community to help provide that life-changing experience to our children, to bring in new constituents, to bring in volunteers, um, to bring supporters forth, um, to be a part of this community um, that supports one another and uplifts one another, and that we're all a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. So while the money is important, uh, the mission is always uh, top of mind and at the top of the list. Absolutely. And I can definitely plus one to make a wish being a foundation that is truly transparent with its donors. So they let everyone know where those um, donations are going. And we all know that, you know, as times change, wishes cost more money, right? And I don't think Make-A-Wish has ever compromised anyone's wish by trying to be greedy versus being understanding and being accommodating, right? So that myth in saying that, you know, (laughs) it's all about the money, I don't find that to be the case at Make-A-Wish at all. I feel that Make-A-Wish is very centered in its mission and ensuring that the wish grantor is equipped, but also that the person receiving the wish is going to be happy with the end result. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is why I still love Make-A-Wish. truly <laughs> one of the best places I've ever worked, I'm honestly. Still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's truly a, a really good place to work. And I'm like, this is not a promo for people to be like, when you're selling Make-A-Wish, but I'm just saying like, it really was one of the best places that I've worked. And I feel honored that it was my first job out of college too. So I'm like, you know, So many things I learned there. So many cool things. Um, But speaking of, you know, the fact that you've been there for quite some time, you've had a few roles at the foundation, right? So what would you say your favorite has been? You know, it's hard to say because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for all of those positions. And I mean, you you know, I met you, um, we were both kind of starting out, like you said, and each job has been a privilege and an honor. And, and, you know, I've kind of climbed the ladder, if you will, while I've been there um, and, you know, pushed my way up. But, um, you know, I've always had the privilege of communicating directly with our families. I started as a referral intake coordinator. So I was, you know, frontline talking with our families after their children were diagnosed and explaining to them who we were and, you know, if they were uh, qualified for a wish, what their journey was going to be. Um, So I loved that because I really got to connect with folks at the very beginning. And then for 10 plus years of my life, I got to plan wishes, um, which people say, you know, that's, that's like a dream job. Um, and, and while it has its ups and downs, you know, it was about planning something exciting and fun and something for someone to look forward to that may have been in a dark place or isolated in a hospital or just, you know, being diagnosed with something that they didn't know what their next day was going to be. And so being able to grant these wishes with our volunteers, with our donors, um, was really exciting. Um, 
But now my job has come full circle. So as an alumni manager, I am connecting with families once their wishes are over and ensuring that they have a level of engagement with the organization, however they so choose, whether they want to be a volunteer or a donor or help us fundraise um, or lend a talent of some sort. And I get the chance to communicate with wish children whose wishes I granted 10 plus years ago, who have overcome their illness, who are donors, um, who share their stories with us, who are volunteers. And to hear that I granted a wish for someone when they were, you know, young and in a really tough place um, and hearing that they're married with children or went to grad school or a doctor or are researching for sickle cell or leukemia or working for, you know, a hospital or an organization that um, is, is hoping to cure the illness that you know either they still have or they had um, to me is is what makes me wake up every single day. So I think every job has been my favorite while I've been in it, um, mm-hmm. and I feel very blessed and humbled to be with your organization for almost thirteen years. Wow. Almost 13 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I met you in 2005, maybe. Good lord. Yeah, you're right. It's almost 13 years. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) I just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, wow, yeah, (laughs) that's been quite some time. And you know, something to be said about the Make-A-Wish Foundation because of the fact that, again, it's a really good place to work. People don't want to leave. That's right. (laughs) I'm still here as long as they'll have me. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I'm not going anywhere. But that's good because so many people currently are, are honestly fed up with their employer and they are not feeling that they are valued in the workplace and they are not feeling that their voices are heard or that they're making true impact. So knowing that here you are saying the opposite of it, it says a lot, you know, because again, everyone's experience is going to be different, but it's always cool when you are able to leave your home where you love and then go to a place and spend tons of hours there and love that as well. Because no one wants to be, you know, at a company where you're miserable. Right. Like, that's not cool. I don't think anyone should do it anymore, especially right now. Like now is the time for for people to really rethink. And I've said this before, rethink the positions you're in and the companies you work for. This is the time to truly see what is of importance to you and really hone in on that. Yeah. And I think that you, you focus on something important because I think this reflection that we're going through is life is too short. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. working hard, I understand, but for me, the mission has always spoken to me. Having a healthy child of my own um, and being healthy myself is not something I take for granted when I'm talking to these families and their children are in crisis or their children are ill or their children pass. Um, I think that that is something significant. Um, and whatever your job is that you're looking for, just ensure that it speaks to you, that it's in line with your values, that their uh, strategic plan is aligned with what you um, find is important to you. I think that that's equally as important to align who you are and, and what your values are um, and kind of what your absolutes are with whatever organization or job path or career you're looking for. And I know sometimes it can be scary to reinvent yourself, but you are a testament to that um, mm-hmm. and all that even you've achieved in your career. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's scary. And I yeah. think anything, you know, that's, that's, worth fighting for can be. Um, but I think, you know, don't underestimate yourself um, and just take the chance. Take the chance. You know, again, I hate to say it, but YOLO, right? You only live once. 
And it's like, you have to really make do and make the best of this one time that you're living. And you can't, I think you can't just be okay with playing on the sidelines. I don't think that's going to work past 2020 anymore. I think now people are really going to have to really get involved and take action in how they not only show up in life in general, but where they show up, you know, and that includes work. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's people like Jay Shetty and you and Oprah and Rachel Hollis and there's, you know, Brene Brown and so many people um, that have been up and coming that have worked so hard to be who they are and spread that message. And I think, you know, your destiny is yours and anything that is truly meant for you will not be taken from you. And it might take you a while to get there, but don't give up. Don't give up. I love that you included me with the likes of Oprah and Jay Shetty. Those are my faves. And I'm so happy. Thank you. I'm like, I'm so happy that you, you mentioned me with them. I'm honored. Honestly, those are like the true goals. Right. And, and this is the reason why less manifest is important to me because I'm able to connect not only with people like you that are doing awesome things and that are working for awesome companies, but also to, again, motivate people, encourage them for them to know that they too can do exactly what it is that they've been putting off, that they too can do exactly what it is they're telling themselves that they're too afraid to start and just really know that it's yours. This whole world is yours for the taking. And it does take hard work, but it can and it will happen once you apply yourself. And I'll tell you what, just the reality is, even if you do that and you fail, that's showing you something. That's closing a door and opening another and giving you a path. And don't look at it as failure. Other, Look at it more like a redirect, sure. right? So that's sometimes true. you want things to happen and they don't happen. And whether you believe in God or just destiny or energy or, or whatever kind of gets you through, um, sometimes the no is to your benefit. So just kind of keep your eyes and ears open to that too. And you might think it's a failure, but it's really a redirection and and sometimes a motivation for you to do something else and explore something else. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. And speaking of exploring things, what are some of the coolest wishes you've granted and you've had to explore? That's a tough question, but I definitely have some of some of my favorites. Um, and I think, um, being that it's Hispanic Heritage Month, I and in my culture and being so important to me and, and working at Make Wish and knowing that I can work with, um, Hispanic families, um, you know, reverse travel wishes um, are the opportunity for someone from another country to travel here to the U.S. to be reunited with a family member that they might not otherwise have had the means to or um, for a variety of reasons, the um, ability to be reunited with a family member. And that's just really important to me because as a kid, I remember traveling to Costa Rica to see my grandparents and my entire extended family. And there's four of us in my family. And I understand the financial implication of that travel. And I'm so grateful to my parents to give me that experience. But when someone is ill in your family and you can't get to them, um, that's heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. So to be able to breathe that beacon of hope for our families from anywhere in the world, we would work um, with local resources and our senator's office um, and consulates and, you know, set set visa appointments for families and reunite families um, for a month or so, um, depending on what their visa 
um, approval was and just being able to witness that family embrace um, mm-hmm. and knowing what it was like for me to go two or three years without seeing my grandparents that are still living in well, thank God, in Costa Rica um, and how much I miss them in between the time that I didn't see them. It, it gave me a, uh, an understanding of what I was giving to these families. So that I would say is, is, is one of my favorites and one that I got to do often and one that was really kind of a you know, across your fingers, hold your breath. I hope they get approved um, situation. And time and time again, every time it happened, we we were celebrating with these families and rejoicing with them um, to spend time together. And it, again, it's about family and culture and time together. Um, and that that's always been one of my favorites. Um, the other is children seeing their idols. Um, celebrities or man yeah i remember those yeah celebrities are down to earth they're humble to be asked um to be someone's wish you know they put their pants on the same way that we do um (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's just there's a shock and awe to it but also there is humanity at its best when you see someone like michael phelps sitting with a kiddo that has muscular dystrophy that's in a wheelchair and scoops him up out of the wheelchair, puts him on his back and starts doing laps in the water is, is unlike anything that I've ever been able to, to experience before. Um, and I would say the other that is my top is a Pope wish. Um, they are not ones that come up too often, um, but when they do, to me personally, my faith is something that has carried me through a lot in my life as a child, as an adult, um, and just it seems like something so impossible and so unattainable, and the fact that we have the connections with chapters internationally to be able to make um, a meeting with the Pope possible, to me, is everything. Amazing. I mean, I'm just thinking of when I went to Vatican City, I couldn't even get close to the Pope. So just imagine, right? It's like mind blown. I love that. And I just thinking of some of the cool wishes. Shopping wishes were always fun too. I remember yeah. those. It was always fun to see, you know, the kids get super excited about receiving something that they really wanted or being able to do it with their family. So many different wishes, I think, um, Make a wish has granted that has been amazing. And I'll tell you what, now more than ever, um, non-travel wishes are equally as important to our families because we can't tra- have our children travel safely. So we're doing puppies, we're doing wave runners, we're doing pools, we're doing play sets. The shopping sprees are a big one. You know, the man caves or the room redos really allow the children's imagination to come to life and have them be a part of um, the design of what their wish is going to be. So those are really cool too. Wait, a room design. So have you guys worked with, um, what's their name, Chip and Joanna? Or have they not done anything yet? I I don't know off the top of my head if we have done that because I'm out of that realm a little bit. Um, But we've definitely had like local interior designers um, or had some, you know, celebrity one-on-one conversations to help inspire design. Um, But I will have to look into that. I'm like, and if you have not, Chip and Joe, this is a call for you. (laughs) To reach out to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I love Chip and Joanna. They're awesome. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Um, Well, Amy, as our time together starts to wind down a little bit, you just told me and all of our listeners about the cool wishes. What is one of the hardest things about your job? One of the hardest things about the job is when we lose our kids. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think whether it's before their wish or after their wish, it's just a really difficult um, time for our staff, our volunteers, our families. But I think the most important thing is that we remain in contact with our families and let them know that we are part of their community and that we're here to support them. And when our children pass, we actually have a great relationship with the Star Registry Um and we honor the memory of our children and we register a star in their honor um, and send that package out to their family. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that is hard because you get so invested with the entire process and with the families and the community even rallies behind some of these wishes as well. So that is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amy, what's your advice for listeners that are on the fence pursuing a career in the nonprofit sector? What would you tell them? Go for it. Give it a try. I think, you know, volunteer is really the best way to learn how an organization works. Um, And or a lot of times you can just reach out to um, the volunteer manager or a talent manager to learn um, about how the organization works. Um, You know, answer some of those burning questions that you might have about, um, the different positions they might have available, whether they have it available or not. Um, ask if you could have, um, you know, an interview with someone, even if it's just an informational interview. I think educate yourself, put yourself out there. If you could volunteer, um, it'll give you the tools and, and really kind of get you a little bit of an in to get your foot in the door because you'll already be um, educated in the organization um, and you never know when a position uh, might be available. That is true. That is true. Volunteering definitely helps open you up to the organization to learn more about it, but also too to build your community, right? So you can network with the employees and stay connected to them and definitely stay top of mind when and if something does open up. Yeah. And I think that that's just a unique way to meet different people that are either like you or not like you um, Mm -hmm. and kind of broaden um, your horizons a little bit. And it also tells you to, you, to your point of not like you, it also tells you whether or not you really want to do this because it's it's going to be work. Like it's one thing when you volunteer, but when you're working for the organization and you do have to, you know, deliver on results in a different yeah. way because volunteers do deliver results as well. But when you're working there, it's a little different. So if you do volunteer and you start to figure out like, mm, I like it, but I don't love it. That's, yeah. not a bad, that's not a bad thing. And that's okay. If you learn that it's not for you and you walk away, I think that, that that's okay too. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. And is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share? Um, I think just something that I carry with me every day is just what inspires me um, is my family. Um, you know, my, my parents are immigrants um, and worked really, really hard to give my sister and I an education and open doors for us that they didn't have. I think, you know, they, they succeeded in the American dream. Um, there was so much adversity that they um, overcame and they had so much less than I did. And it, it motivates me to, to serve my community, to educate myself, um, to 
surround myself with people like yourself that are that are out here for the greater good um, to educate the future generations which which inspire me as well because they're so resilient and strong and curious and positive um, and I think that uh, the future is bright um, mm-hmm. despite the cloud that is over us right now um, and I think you need to be in tune with what inspires you so that that can also um lead you in the direction of your purpose and your dreams absolutely absolutely Amy. well said and yeah. the last question is what's one thing you're manifesting you know i think balance oh that's a good one i think there is so much that we ask of ourselves um, and just balance, you know, sometimes the laundry's done, but it's not folded. <laughs> sometimes, you know, the, the dishwasher was run, but it wasn't emptied. And I think, you know, just balance and, and, and being gentle with yourself. Um, and you know, no one's keeping score and a lot of times we're keeping score, but no one else in the world is keeping score and we're all just doing our best. So I think, balance, balance the good with the tough, with what seems bad. Um, you know, it's, it's all relative. I think just trying to do your best and find, you know, a sense of balance. I love that because I do need to have more balance. You talked about the laundry and I'm like, yep, that's what I need to do. (laughs) That's what I need to do next. But I am going to be kind and gentle to myself and not beat myself up. It'll get done. Maybe not correct. Um, but, but it is something that I do think that many of us have to implement more of balance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining Less Man of Feast. I enjoyed this. I hope you did too. I did too. I'm so honored and feel so privileged. I'm so excited to have had the opportunity um, to connect with you and, and reminisce and, and talk about the things that um, I'm passionate about and that are important to me. So I really appreciate this opportunity, Kim. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. And if you didn't know that now, you know. (laughs) But before we go, everyone listening, please don't forget to share this podcast, leave us a review, connect with Amy on all socials listed in the show notes, and stay connected. And if you have any questions about the Make-A-Wish Foundation, or if you just want to tell Amy that you just really connected with her, I'm sure she'd welcome a DM or email. So until next time, let's manifest. And thanks, Amy. Thanks, Kim. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family. Share this with your friends. Share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest.